The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The contents, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again, and a welcome to another edition of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q here on the Belmont Media Center Podcast Network. And I'm Todd Bloniars alongside Belmont High School head football coach Jan Kuhlman. A reminder to all of our listeners that these are interactive shows. We welcome your participation in them. So if you have any questions for Coach going forward, uh, log on to Twitter. Use the hashtag Q's for Q, Q-S-F-O-R-Q. Again, that's the hashtag and uh, we will uh, answer your questions, of course. Uh, we didn't have any this one week. One of these days we're going to get one. But that's okay because I have plenty of questions about One of these days we're going to get one. <laughs> that's all right. We uh, had that kid or whoever that Hollywood was. Hollywood sent in a couple questions a couple years ago. Since yeah. then we really haven't we haven't had anybody. Is he, st- is he still listening? Or I don't uh, even know who that – I have no idea who that is. Oh, I thought you knew. I thought it was one of your former sus- players. I had oh. a suspicion. But uh, I thought I thought maybe it was Hollywood Haska, but uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm okay, not sure. all right. Well, first of all, Coach, uh, big time congratulations here. Is Thank uh, you. this is uh, I, I'm going to tell you right now, the show is going to be very similar to the season preview where we spent <laughs> about 90 seconds talking about your upcoming opponent because uh, you know the plan. I know this is supposed to be sort of a half and half show. We recap last week and we uh, talk a little bit about next week's game against, uh, which will be at Framingham. And uh, but this, I, I just have to go back and uh, talk a lot about. So it's going to be about 99 to one ratio uh, cool. last week to this week. Uh, you certainly was a lot of fun at Harris Field Friday night, uh, beating a uh, top 20 team, according to the Boston Globe, and uh, first time in uh, your time here at Belmont. So congratulations uh, Thank you. to you and the team. Uh, uh, what an effort. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Habel and I were broadcasting the game on uh, BHS Sports TV, and I know one of the things Joe kept saying, he just he noticed right away how much different uh, this team was to last year's team, which was one of the things we talked about in, in the season preview, uh, that, one of your goals, trying to make things different, uh, just different in the fact how the team kept responding. They never, you know, this was a game where it wasn't a perfect game by your team. You no. made some mistakes, but you never, it never seemed to let anybody get them down. There's just so many examples of that, but uh, just, uh, I don't know, to sum up what you, you just thought of, of the overall team performance. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think, you know, you – you, I got a, the chance to watch you guys, you and Joe, do the game call yesterday um, when Jeremy sent me the link over. And uh, you guys are a great team, first off. You do a, you do a good job. Well, thanks. It's fun working with Joe. He, I Joe's, actually, a, yeah. Joe's, I love Joe, man. Um, I love Joe and his family. Um, Eric is a member of our football family. That's right. Um, yeah. And, and uh, Anne-Marie, obviously, we got to see on the field hockey field a lot. Super talented field hockey player. You guys talked about it at Louisville. And I mean, Joe's just a Belmont guy and a Belmont sports guy, and you know the two of you know know a bunch about football, you know. So it's it's kind of a, I like it because you know Joe Joe he throws a little critique in there too. You know, there were a couple of moments he's like, I I remember not to get ahead of ourselves. It was like at the end of the first half, and he's like, I don't know why he waited seven seconds to call a timeout there. He should just call the timeout. I go, man, I wanted to get it to six seconds because that gets me two plays with no time on the clock. I don't want to give that. 4-4 speed kit, an opportunity to get one shot to run down the field. Um, 
So I was kind of chuckling to myself. But anyway, you guys, I thought you guys did a great job. Um, well, thanks. No, we have a, you know, again, I've worked with a lot of broadcast partners lot of over fun. the years. Yeah, I just, with, with Joe, it was kind of like instant chemistry. Yeah, like, you guys have good chemistry. I hope you do good. a lot more games together, man. I really enjoyed that. Well, that's um, the plan, hopefully. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I'm just so proud of, uh, of everybody who was involved in that win. Um, you know, it, it, we, we feel it's a little bit of a signature, a little bit of a signature win. Um, Milton is a great football team. I mean, that's a really good football team. Um, Who beat you 28-7 at their place last yeah, year. Yeah, and I, I honestly think they're a little bit better this year uh, than they were last year. I think this team is going to go – Milton is going to go a long way. Uh, they're really well coached. Coach Dembowski's a great coach from Swampscott to Milton. I mean, he's, he's a – you know, he'll be a legend. You know, he'll be a Hall of Fame coach by the time he's done – um, we had all the respect in the world for that program coming into this game. Um, but also at the same time, you know, sort of this mentality that when all of us are united in our purpose and all of us are staying within ourselves and working our rep, that um, we're a team that can beat anybody. You know, we want to have that mentality week in and week out. You know, we don't want to have the mentality that we're, you know, not, you know, we knew we weren't supposed to win that game. I mean, <laughs> we weren't supposed to win that game. So we knew that. And, and um, we just didn't spend a lot of time focusing on it, right? We just came out and said, let's make this we, we is greater than me. And, you know, I think the stat line shows it. And just, you know, we'll probably talk about it. But uh, so many different contributors over the course of that game. Um, you know, so many different contributors over the course of that game. And, and, and that's who we're going to need to be on both sides of the ball, I think, to build on this success and continue it. So I'm just really proud of our guys. They stayed within themselves. They just kept themselves level and they kept working. Um, and our coaches did too, uh, which was part of what we talked about also in the preseason preview. You know, uh, our job is to not just preach, but to practice. And, and we practiced it too, uh, which was great to see. Well, let's uh, let's start with uh, you know how this team just uh, you know can you know would uh, in the, even in the face of adversity would bounce back. Let's start with your quarterback uh, Avery Arno. Great, uh, you know, first varsity start, and of course his very first uh, pass attempt is a twenty-five <laughs> yard touchdown to Jared Edwards. Um, you know, some uh, you know which got things off to a great start. But then you know second series uh, throws a ball. It, it goes off of uh, Avery Gartland's uh, hand. Or, or, Sorry, what's yep, his? Avery Garland. Avery, oh, Avery yep. to Avery. Avery okay. to Avery. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, and then the receivers true. coach is Alex Avery, so we got a lot oh, of Averys wow. running around here. Yeah, one of my best friends from high school, is, uh, <laughs> his last name is Avery, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he goes off Gartland's hands, it's it's picked off, and but the one thing I noticed, and, and we, you know, Joe and I talked about this on the broadcast, was, you know, how would Arno bounce back? And, of course, everything you told me during our uh, season preview podcast, you know, indicated that he would be able to, you know, just shake that off. And he really did because the next series uh, didn't seem to bother me. He marched the team right down the field, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, ended up turning into a, uh, you know, another touchdown. Yep. He marched him down the so talk about uh, just what you thought of uh, Arno's uh, performance. Uh, our numbers were a little bit off. You had him at 11 for 22. I had him for 10 of 23. I get, yeah, you right. You included some extra numbers there, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it was you know, about 125 yards, three I'm touchdowns. I'm going to go back and restat now. I'm, I'm, 
Uh, now I'm concerned on the yardage okay. totals. We'll All go right. with yours. He has more yardage than yours. Okay, yeah, 120. I have him for 127. These are unofficial because I was trying to transcribe it off watching the uh, the, the, the game tape, as it were. Uh, but three touchdowns, no interceptions for your first varsity start. I mean, yep. you know, in that regard, you can't really do much better. And, again, it was just the poise. And, uh, you know, if there was anything you could be critical of, maybe there were times, you know, he didn't have the right touch on some of his throws. Threw too hard on some of the shorter throws. Maybe didn't throw hard enough on, on some of the longer throw, you know, as yeah. far as putting, you know, a little extra zip on the ball. But, uh, you know, certainly the, what turned out to be the game-winning touchdown uh, mm-hmm. to uh, to Zachary Hubbard. He put, you know, as we as Joe and I called it, he, he, he dialed up a fastball. Or Hubbard, <laughs> Hubbard put one finger down. Oh, man, that was, a, that was a great – that last ball was a great ball because he, he had to split the corner and, and uh, the roll safety, the strong safety. He had to split the corner and the Sam safety. Um, actually, that was probably the, the free safety rolling down on the single side. Um that was a heck of a throw. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he threw the first one to Ja. Uh, it was a great ball. You know, we came out and ran, you know, power run, power run, power run, power run, and then took a fade shot, and uh, that ball was exactly where it needed to be uh, for Jared to come down with it. So he came over to the sideline, and I kind of joked with him real quick and said, well, we're not going to throw We're not going to throw the ball anymore, so your your stat line can be one for one for 25 yards and a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then the second series, um, you know, we were a little bit off. Uh, we lost Mitch Pereira for a series in that first defensive series. That was kind of took us outside of our offensive identity a little bit going into the next series. We had to make some adjustments. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think the, the great thing about Avery was that he's just, you know, he's super composed. Um, he threw some really great footballs. I mean, the interception <clears throat> was, you know, and, and Gartland came over and said, that's me. I mean, we all knew it, you know, but he owned it for himself. I hit him right in the hands, you know, he's got to come up with that. Um, secure the ball, get four yards on the slant pattern. So I didn't really see that as as uh, Arno making a bad decision or anything like that. That was that was his read structure, and he took it right. But I guess, but to my point, I think some quarterbacks, even if they didn't think that that was their fault, it, they would still feel bad about it, and mm-hmm. it might affect them the next time they get the ball. But yeah, you know, not not this Avery. kid, man. I mean, he's he's just going out there, and I think he's really focused and 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 you know calm. Um, he has a calming effect on his huddle. He has a calming effect on his coaches, you know, like it's, he comes over and there's just this kind of aura about him that says I'm in control, you know, and, and that brings all of us into a place of confidence, you know, in terms of what it is that we're able to do. I thought he made some great decisions. He really worked what we've been working on in terms of his read timing and his escape presence, um, had a couple of great escapes from the pocket, one that gave us a first down on a roll around the edge, and one where he threw the ball out of bounds down the near sideline, our sideline, after a, a, a flush, you know, that's <clears throat> buying us another down. And we talk about that all the time. Look, man, if nothing's there, nothing's there. It's okay. Sometimes they, sometimes the defense plays real well, and, and there, there isn't anything there. You know, our focus really is in situations like that to say um, – we want to protect the football, and we want to get our offense another chance to do that. So I was just super proud of the kid, man. I mean, there's a lot to work on. His feet were, you know, we said it in film the other day. I said, your feet are okay. Um, they need some work, you know. He was doing a lot of arm throwing because he was kind of real excited, I think, and got a little bit out of his technique. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, you just you can't argue with result. You know, and he made some really big throws when we needed him. Um, he controlled his huddle. He controlled his offense. He was 
you know, everything that you want a quarterback to be in, in week one. And I think if, if you didn't know this program and you came in and you watched that game, um, you would think that's a kid who had a year of playing varsity football under his belt. That was the first time he's played on Friday night in his high school career, you know. So um, he deserves a ton of credit. Um, and Coach McShera, who's working with our quarterbacks also, uh, deserves a ton of credit. Um, just really proud of really proud of the kid. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, just, you know, every every drive, including that next-to-last drive where he, uh, you know, got the uh, touchdown pass to Hubbard for what proved to be the, the game-winning score coming with a little under six minutes left. It was a five-play, 32-yard drive. Oh, you know, there was, uh, you know, again, just the, the perfect touch he put on that uh, that last. Uh, yeah, that was that his, that was his that was his ball of the game. That was a that was a big time throw because the window wasn't wasn't big. Uh, they'd figured out that we like it, that we like that slant that game. So that that safety was creeping over. Um, we talked about it when he came over to the sideline to call it and said, like, this, this has to come out. Right. This has to come out quick. Um, it's got to be right in that window because he's going to start coming over the top. Um, and I mean, that was just a, that was a heck of a ball. It was a heck of a ball and it was a heck of a catch. That's not an easy catch to make man in that situation, you know, down end of the game. Right. You know, well, not when it's also being zipped at seed of a slant. I mean, Avery can huck when he, when he wants to put a little mustard on that thing. And, and there, there was a little juice on that ball, man. Um, Zach did a great job come down with it. And the, uh, well, you know, talking about uh, both Zach Hubbard and uh, Jared Edwards, uh, the two receivers, seven of uh, Arno's ten completions were to those two wideouts. And, uh, you know, Hubbard with two touchdowns, Edwards with the, the other. And, uh, again, that, that most of the yardage was there as well between yeah. those two guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Certainly, I mean, you, you talk about big. I mean, you know, Arno is, is a pretty tall quarterback. Both those receivers are over or six feet are over. So big targets. It just feels like the chemistry is already there with, uh, with Arno, or at least it's in the the process of developing a strong chemistry between him and those two receivers it's building um you know jared's a great he's a great receiver you know we really missed him last year we would have been a, a much better offense i i have to kind of continuously remind people you know who are like uh where where was where was this passing offense last year you guys had a good quarterback because we did in in fitzy you know i go well one of the things you got to remember is you know we had these two tall string bean receivers picked out last year in pollock and edwards um and then we lost a big one you know and that really enabled teams i think to to bear down on jake you know and say we're going to stop jake pollock he's the guy that you need to stop to stop this air attack um you know now we're looking at it and saying be careful you know I know we we put a couple into double coverage on fade balls down the sideline but um we've got two quality receivers here on the split on the edge um they're both very hard-working guys you know they do the little things right that receivers need to do and and Alex Avery is such a good receivers coach and this is a position that I don't know a lot about. I mean, I know it, but I don't know it. Like, I know the offensive line or linebacker or something like that. And the little things that he teaches them, the nuances of this game, you know, like we had a deep stop um, out to Hubbard, uh, just a basic kind of stop comeback pattern. That's designed to be a deep stop coming back in towards the quarterback. They were running press coverage on inside leverage. Arno gave him the, you know, the little the little nod and it became this like beautiful comeback with a quasi push off and a little drift to the sideline. That's my wide receivers coach. 
like that's not accidental, right? That's him working with these guys about, hey, when you got a DB doing this, this is how you respond to that. You know, they want to press us up a lot. Those slant patterns that we caught, we caught out of press coverage. You know, that's my wide receivers coach teaching those guys how to do that. And it's those guys taking that instruction and applying it, man. I mean, I saw some really, really good things out of those two receivers. They should be really proud of themselves. And uh, Coach Avery's fired up, too, because anytime you put three touchdowns in through the air, man, he's that wide receivers coach. He's a fiery guy anyway, but he's he's pretty pumped up we were able to do that. And uh, with the running game uh, looking effective, uh, about 200 uh, total yards from your running backs uh, split nicely. Uh, you split the carries, uh, you know, as you mentioned uh, in the season preview, uh, Kelly O'Connell or Kai Joseph both expected to uh, kind of split the duties up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, uh, again, during our, our broad- my broadcast, uh, during the broadcast with Joe, uh, Joe had <laughs> commented, you know, after a while when it was, where Kai Joseph continued to br- kind of break big runs. He yeah, was just give saying, him the just rock. Ride, yeah, you know, ride the hot hand kind of thing. And, and I kept trying to tell him, I said, well, you know, it is just, it's week one I think you do want to split it up I mean you know Killian kind of gets the thankless carries as it turns out because in that you know, game yeah right I mean although you know his it, he did manage to break the that one run for 21 yards on what proved to be the game winning touchdown, touchdown yeah, yeah sure on that did. drive so you know he finishes with uh, 65 yards and uh, Joseph with uh, 117 yards and a touchdown uh, again and you were talking about this again in the season preview kind of having that two-headed monster at running back again yeah. like the days of uh, Ben Jones and Makai Johnson who yeah. Of course, unfortunately, I should not have brought that analogy. I know. I was chuckling. Because <laughs> as soon as I did, poor Joe was like interchanging. I, I like Rakai me. Yeah, yeah Rakai me. I, was, I like that. I was trying to find something that Joe could <laughs> to. Don't keep calling him Rakai Jones, please. It's like, you know. Um, but, but, you know, again, he, uh, he really kind of – it seems like every time he touched the ball, he had that ability to, to break. Yeah, and, you know, and, I mean, I, I, I hear what I hear what Joe was saying. I mean, I, my counter to that would be that we ran the ball 37 times a game um, with that game. Right, know. and you don't want one guy carrying 37 times. Man, you, you know, know and, and, and honestly, both Rakai and Killian are instrumental components of our defense. Um, and when you're playing, they're both defensive backs. And we're playing, you know – a spread team where guys are running four four vert routes, you know, <laughs> uh, it's good for your safeties to have their legs. So we we knew coming in, and it's not something that we're I think going to get too far away from that these two guys are equitable backs. So you know we said it in the meeting room the other day that um, you know hey man Rakai had the day you know he had the day. Uh, there's going to be a day where you know Killian has the day and Rakai doesn't, and these guys know that. And they're all right with it. And Ben and Mackay were kind of the same way when they were. You know, I mean, they were doing different things for us. And when you look at Killian's runs, man, there were that was not really Killian, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, For whatever reason, on what we were giving him, there was kind of a little bit of an execution. I wouldn't say it was a bust, you know, but like one key block didn't finish the way it should and it didn't give him exactly the seam that we needed Uh, that's the difference between those runs being four yards and 24 yards um the one thing i will say is that even when it wasn't there you know these backs got us back to the line of scrimmage or two to three yard gains and that's something we've talked a lot about this season i felt a little bit like we were really searching for big plays last year as 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 players and as coaches and like three yards is a great gain man i mean i'll take three yards all day 
uh, put us into down and distance situations that allows us to have options on our play sheet. You know, when you leave us at second and 10, those options get a lot skinnier, man. Uh, when you bring us to second and six, you know, there's, there's a lot that we can do from that down and distance. Um, so I thought they did really well. I mean, Rakai had a fantastic day. Um, he had that ISO run for a touchdown where he bounced it outside and broke four tackles. On a, that was a fourth and two run. On a fourth and two. I mean, he got the first down on play design. Right. The play design gave him four yards. And then, Although he, I think he had to break one tackle just to get the first down because like no, right near the no, no that first that was across that was oh, across was, the okay. marker that All was because right. he, he he hit it and then he chipped to the outside about one yard across the marker, um, and there was an outside linebacker out there who is unaccounted for in that for that play, um, and he broke that and then he broke a corner and then he broke a safety, um, and then took a little bit of a tough shot once he had crossed into the end zone. Um, but that was a one of the best runs I've seen. Um, absolutely fantastic. And he had a bunch of toss runs that I thought our, our front did a really good job of understanding that it's, it's a – you know, you guys talked about it. It's a developing play, right? So there were a couple on film where, you know, on the snap, Milton's defense is saying we're going to stretch this thing and they're flying to the outside. And then the fullback gets out there and the guard gets out there and the other guard gets out there and bing, bing, bing. And now he's got choices. And when that, when that kid gets to the edge, boy, watch out. I mean, when he gets the corner and turns up field, um, watch out. And he is a load, man. I mean, he is just, we got two running backs that are, forward lean backs man they they're just all elbows and knees and shoulders when they run um rax's stiff arm is <laughs> vicious man i mean it's a it's a vicious stiff arm um he's got and he's got some shake and bake i mean we're just really excited that rakai is back on the football field with us this year um his attitude has been fantastic and there were what, what a lot of people don't talk about kind of on the defensive side of the ball too is um, if somebody makes a mistake, the first guy to pick him up and pat him on the helmet is Rakai Joseph. Very first one. I watched it on your guys' broadcast. It's one of the reasons I love watching the, the BMC broadcast is because I can see what happens between plays, right, which is important. I can see body language. I can see responses. I can see who's helping their teammate, who's talking in the huddle, who's, you know, communicating with each other. Um you know, like they're killing the same way. He got tackled on a counter for a three yard loss, one of our only negative plays in the game. And then you see him in the huddle and he goes down every single offensive lineman and he, he slaps every single offensive lineman's hand. Hey, guys, we got this. Bang, 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 all the way down the line. So, you know, those are the kind of kids we got. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, Rakai and Killian both did a, did a great job for us. Well, let's not forget to give credit to the offensive line as we round out the offense's performance. Uh, the line, uh, you know, did a lot of great blocking for the running backs and uh, really created time for Arno to complete some of his passes as well because mm -hmm. he wasn't sacked at all. So, again, big big goose egg and uh, sacks allowed, always a plus. So talk about your offensive line's uh, effort there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we've got a, a group of five guys down there um, who – really care about being offensive linemen and, and understand the mantle of responsibility, excuse me, that comes from being an O-lineman. Um, obviously, it's a thankless job. What a lot of people, I think, don't realize about the offensive line is that it's a, 
it's a team job or it's a technique job, right? It's not like blocking somebody is not just running into them. And I think a lot of times people miss that, right? That block set is something that's learned and it's super precise. Um, and I, that's my favorite position to coach. I got a young guy down there coaching them in Coach Samano, who's a great young coach. Um, I went down there this week, you know, to say also, hey, let's let's get this thing going a little bit because we came out of Waltham and we really weren't happy with what we did there. Um, and so I give a ton of credit to Coach Samano because a lot of coaches would say like, oh, I'm angry. He's coming down here and hijacking or whatever and um he's really turned around and been like man i can't i just want to learn i want to learn more about how to do this the right way and it enables us to have four eyes you know on everything that we're doing we're working really well together as a staff just me and him and uh, i had a ton of fun down there we've got lunch pail guys todd you know hard hat lunch pail guys man lots of you need for linemen isn't sure it, it kind of goes with the territory um and I just – I was really impressed with them um, on their pass protection. Um, it's something that we've really wanted to focus on getting better at. And, uh, you know, any time that you have a quarterback who doesn't hit the deck at all in a football game, I mean, he didn't – the only time he got hit was when he rolled out and got that first down. And I was mad at him because he could have just taken the, the, the marker and gone out of bounds, and he jumped back inside to get another two yards and took a shot. And he came over the sideline, and I said, don't do that. You got the first down. Run right at the marker, get us the first down, and, and get out of bounds. You know, um, That was the only time he got hit. And so that's a ton of credit to the offensive line. And we ran for 200 yards. You know, And, and they're the guys who are, who are making that possible. They're the guys who are doing that, and our running backs know that. You know, we have a, a, We're doing it now where our five starting offensive linemen, um, when we're in practice, offensive practice, offensive sessions, they go off on their own. They don't allow anybody to come over to them. Um, something that we really want to took for me at Malden Catholic. When we went to camp, we had the hog pen, and I took a bunch of rope, and I walled off a section of the gym where we would eat lunch and hang out in between sessions. We used to have double sessions back then, and I put a big sign up that said, Beware of the hogs. And if anybody <laughs> came into the hog pen, the hogs would chase. They would run them out, right? Um, and, and you kind of want that a little bit, this sort of like insular – identity for that unit so those guys go over they take a knee on their own <laughs> our running backs come over and kind of gingerly give them water and then just walk away you know but they come and they provide for them you know yeah, and like right. it's kind of comical and we chuckle at it but um i'm a really big believer of those little things kind of carrying over to what it is that we do on the field and when we practice right. um and i think we're starting to see that um and coach mono Coach Samano or Coach Paco, as we call him, is uh, he's or Pumba wasn't Pumba, he? He's, yeah. That's he's a Coach spirit Pumba. animal, that's right? A spirit animal. Um, that's a really good young football coach, Todd. He's learning, um, and he wants to be a line coach, and um, he's going to be a great one. So I'm really excited about his attitude towards his towards his unit, um, and I'm really thankful for him for allowing me to come down and 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 you know kind of give some of my knowledge about it, you know, one of the positions that I do know quite a bit about, you know, um, for allowing me to do that. Uh, there are a lot of coaches who wouldn't, who would have taken that the wrong way, and, and he hasn't, which has been great. 
little bit of concern on uh, came on that last offensive series for you guys when uh, your big uh, left tackle and uh, one of your senior captains, Jake Parsons, uh, went down with some kind of a, a lower body injury, as he yeah, likes to call it. Yeah, a lower them. body injury. But, uh, you know, one of the things I know Joe remarked, too, is it, it didn't feel like when he went over to the, uh, the trainer's table that there was a lot of urgency or anything going yeah. like so it doesn't appear it's anything too serious which is certainly good news you, you kind of dodged a bullet there yeah um you know football's a physical game man um jake's a kid who did a lot of work in the off season to get his body right to be healthy and uh uh honestly i think it, it, people look at him he's like oh he you know he's hurt that work must not have worked or he didn't do enough work it, no it did if he hadn't done that work that that would have been a lot a lot worse than what it is um he's fine He's a big boy. He's a he's the a biggest on your team. I, yeah, I would biggest think. kid. Yeah. He's about six four, three hundred pounds. Um, he's a tough kid. Um, you know, caught a little bit of a yeah, a little bit of a lower body awkwardness. You know, and um, came out. Um, he's texting me right now. Actually, uh, he's good. He's, feeling great is out the text. Um, we can you know you've got some breaking news or an update. Feel good, coach. No, he's but. feeling. He's definitely feeling better. Uh, swelling's down. Okay. You know, um, we don't we don't talk too much about our guys and their own personal injuries and stuff like that just mm-hmm. for for two reasons one because we we don't want to put that stuff out there just in case somebody's listening and, and b there's some hipaa concerns and privacy concerns about you know uh what's happening with somebody's body uh so you know jake's jake you know lower body injury it's nothing super crazy that we need to be freaking out about and um you know probably take it easy with him for a day or two and see how he's going and keep moving from there but um he's okay well, glad to hear that. Let's uh, switch over to the defense now, and I know one of the things you talked about in our uh, season preview uh, show, uh, you talked about, you know, last year, you know, you know, you were saying the defense lacked a personality and an identity, and that you were looking to create that. This year, of course, taking over the reins as defensive coordinator, uh, you also wanted the team to kind of develop more of a of a ferocity and a physicality on defense. I think that definitely showed here in this first game because uh, you you took it to that Milton team to the point where I think some of those Milton offensive players were looking a little shaken in like the second half where maybe they were trying to do too much or make too many plays because I you know and even getting back to uh, Rakai Joseph again Mm -hmm. because we have to bring him up on defense a couple of real solid hits he had uh, the one on uh, Smith Charles after uh, his uh, actually the biggest play Smith Charles had the whole game was he caught that uh, like it was a 28 yard pass play downfield but Right, right up the seam, and he was on his way to the end zone, and Rakai Charles just uh, – Rakai Joseph, now I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, there I go. Rakai popped him one. Yeah, that and, was a uh, shot. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, we've been we've been focusing on it all week, you know, and it's not just me. I've got Coach, uh, coach Barge, uh, who's the defensive backs coach, um, and Coach Siwitz, who's the defensive line coach. Um, all three of us are kind of – crazy-eyed on the defensive side of the ball. Um, They are instrumental in creating the attitude and the personality that we're trying to create. Um, And I think we had some good wrinkles in there and some great adjustments um, made over the course of the game for what Milton was trying to do because that's a high-flying offense, boy. Um, And I'm really – you know, I hate to keep saying it, it sound like a broken record. I'm just really proud of these coaches – because it's all about communication. You know, like I'm the guy who gets to sit here on Sunday and talk about the game, and I'm the guy who's getting the text messages like, congratulations, Coach, big win. But, you know, I'm comparatively doing little. You know, it's really uh, – I can't do it without these guys. 
So creating that sort of attitude and approach, which I do think showed, um, I think we got a long way to go. Um, I was really proud of that. You know, we've been talking about it now for three weeks, working at it in, in, in practice for three weeks saying, you know, we've got it. We've got to finish guys. We've got to finish. We've got to, everything has to be finished. We got to finish tackles. We got to finish on, on, on quarterbacks, right? Which we did a couple of times when we sacked him once on a read. So it's technically not a sack. Um, he took three shots. All three of them were incomplete passes, right? Um, so, like, that's that's the defensive line and the defensive rush, you know, really creating pressure, which is something that we knew we needed to do against this team. It's not – that's the only way you can effectively cover a team that has as much speed as Milton does. And this quarterback's a big boy in the pocket, and he, he can do some running, but he's not a fralic, you know. He's not going right. to jolt for 90 yards. He's going to big boy stumble for 14, and he's a load. Yeah, you're talking about Luke McMiniman of Milton. He's who, a stud, man. You know, pa- good, he passed for 2,000 yards last he's year. He's a really good ball player. Um, and we knew that. You know, we knew that going in. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the state, you know, and 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 deservedly so. I got nothing but respect for this squad, man. And yeah, he had a couple of pretty uh, thread-the-needle kind of throws in that yeah, game. Yeah, that where, one down the down the far sideline going towards the Concord Ave end zone that Eric Mency was in good coverage on. That was very – you guys talked about it looked like the Jared Edwards catch in the first quarter. Like, what a ball, man. I mean, that's, that's the only place that ball could have been. And then there was another one where he rolled out and he threaded the needle when Jared's back was turned on a right, fourth yeah. down that was – Yeah, we were one – I couldn't believe he – I like, was right <laughs> there, and I was like, how did he catch that ball? Right. How did that get there, man? Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I think that, that that sort of physicality and attitude and ferocity of, of 11 men working rapidly to the ball, um, I was really happy to see an identity within our defense. That's my number one for this year defensively. We can work scheme. We can work technique. Uh, we can do some things to put guys in the right position. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit this week. Um, <laughs> but, right. you know, if we if we don't play with an attitude, right, if we don't – we call it the line in the sand, you know, like every play, I'm, I tell them, every play we're towing a line and saying, you can come, on, you can come across that line if you want to. Um I don't know what's going to happen. You might be successful, but even when you're successful, it's going to hurt a little bit, you know. And and so that was like the Rakai Joseph stick on on Charles makes a great catch. Kid's a speed demon. Um, he's down at like the six, seven, ten, somewhere right. inside yeah. the twenty. He's in the red zone on yep. that catch, and Rakai bundles him. Yeah, totally a, clean hit. Great hit. Yeah, cut just coming down hard on a seam route and lays a shot. You know, and um, yeah, that's that's the line in the sand right like you came across the line you did something successful but you know you pay the price for it a little bit and I think in the long run that's something that can you know really help our defense that being said uh we got a long way to go we got yeah. 10 more games to play we're spending a lot of time talking about Milton and it's great you know and, and I'm really fired up man um, yeah but well, I still have more I want to get to yeah, on this keep going. let's keep but let's you know and certainly you know great you know the defense's job to kind of take Charles out of the game I mean there was that one pass that you know Rakai ends up uh, hitting him on at the end that was a 28 yard pass play connection otherwise you know Charles probably only had at least on offense uh, probably about another 20 25 yards so yeah. you know not a lot of touches and you kind of you did a great job taking him out of the game you talk about McMiniman and uh, you know all 
all of his, his accurate throws, but then again, getting it back to the defense, Justin Roach's interception there. You know, again, I mentioned on that play, it looked weird only because it looked like McMenamin was throwing it to Rocha because Rocha looked like he was running the receiver's route, yeah. but he was just in perfect position, you know, to intercept that. And then the uh, the intended receiver was just kind of standing there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what Coach Dembo's offense is. I have a suspicion that they're a spot, what I would call a spot throw offense, that they they kind of teach their receivers to get to spots and the quarterback gets accustomed to throwing to spots. If that's not what they do, then I'm wrong. But that's what we taught, right, to our DBs is this notion of like this ball is coming out. He's not waiting, man. It's coming out. He knows the spot that he's, he's throwing to when the ball is snapped, right? So you have to be ready. You have to be ready for that ball to come out. Um, diagnose the route, and what we were saying all week is diagnose the route and beat the receiver to the spot. And that's what Justin did on that play. He recognized it was vert. He know based on I think what we were talking about he all week he kind of kind of knew where the spot was on the field that he had to get to on that route. He got there and became the receiver. You know I was saying that a little bit this week too. Become the receiver, man. Like, if you get to the spot first, that's your ball. Um, and just that was a big pick, Justin. And he also had a really big pass deflection um, on on Charles um, down our near sideline, too. Um, there was a good ball by McMiniman, and, and Rocha was in perfect coverage, and he might have even been OPI'd a little bit, um, or he would have had two. Um, so I, I was really proud of Justin Rocha and, and Coach Barge. Uh, who did a lot of work in our in our defensive backfield scheme this week? Like you know, it's it's corny, man, but it, it takes a village, you know. Um, it takes a village, man. And and my defensive guys did a great job. We made some shade adjustments and technique adjustments on the defensive front that allowed us to get more pressure. That's Coach Sai. Did some things in the linebacker core to try and contain that running back release because that dude's dangerous too. That's me. Did some things in the defensive backfield adjustment that that I think enabled us to contain these guys a little bit more than we were able to last year that's that's coach barge you know so form like voltron man put all three of those yeah. things together and and uh get after it well the defense uh was a, a key in helping to force uh four turnovers uh you know you mentioned you know roach's interception there was the uh, the other uh, defensive forced uh, in, uh turnover was the uh, play i think rakai actually might have put the hit on the receiver uh which jarred the ball loose and then joe altamari recovered the fumble yep. that was wild that was a big drive in the Huge. third quarter well milton that was their first offensive drive of the second half yep. they're they're down six points at halftime you got the lead on them and they're driving down for what looks like a go-ahead and score. we didn't do anything after that turnover we three and outed i'm pretty right. sure but actually of the four turnovers you only ended up getting seven points, points out, of them. out of those turnovers but which we need to fix don't mm-hmm. get me wrong yeah. we want to score we want to score off of turnovers but um chunk time and reset them on the field position on that punt put them back towards the 50 you know so um i was really 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 excited i was really really excited about that um our ability to do that and and even though we didn't get any points out of it and we didn't even really move the ball on that possession, which is not optimal, um, still able to really help the team chunk some time off the clock and just get that. That was one of the things we were talking about, Todd. We want that offense off the field. We want, they, we want their defense on the field as much as we can possibly have them on the field. They are an offensive 
right, oriented de- football team. Your defense was on the field a lot in that third quarter, and I noticed too much. Right, right? Early, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, actually late in the third quarter, I think after uh, Milton received one of their uh, kickoffs. Uh, from you guys, I think you called like a strategic timeout, which I think we mentioned at the time during the broadcast was probably as much to rest the defense and then maybe also to you know maybe just make sure that they're they had you guys hit straight. the nail on the head actually. Um, we yeah, you can see on the broadcast, Coach Barge and I having a kind of focused conversation for a little while. Um, he was frustrated. He wanted me to play our three running back. You saw Cedric get a carry in there on that late drive. He's a good back. I was a little bit nervous about doing it. He's a first-year kid in our oh yes, yeah, Cedric Sasant, right? Yep, we we first <laughs> yeah. first year first that year running funny. back. Um, I'm full of the late I jokes. Love it. Uh, so I I was a little bit nervous, and the reason that he wanted to do that, that Bargy wanted to do that, was that our safeties were gassed. Rakai and Killian were gassed, and uh, he was nervous that we weren't going to be able to put them out there on defense. And he was right. I was wrong. You know, those guys cramped up in that series. So we gave them a timeout to try and get the cramps out. Um, And then when that didn't work, had to throw a little sophomore in there. Chad Francis made a great play in zone coverage on a deep route. If he had turned his head, he probably picks that off. But him and Rocha combined on a deep ball in that series, um, you know, to to deny the Milton offense. So that timeout was absolutely to try and get our guys a little bit of blow. And, uh, yeah, and I'm out. glad you mentioned Chad Francis, too, because I'm one, you know, again, as a coach, you look at, at game film or even just the game itself as it's unfolding a lot differently than I do. As a broadcaster, I go, how often am I calling a guy's number or seeing a guy's number yeah. in on a play? And, you know, Francis, only a sophomore, and making big plays in that game. I called his, uh, you know, I saw his number out there making big plays uh, at least two or three times yeah, during that game. Yeah, he's one of the up guys on the special teams, so he caught a couple of kicks because they short kicked us a couple times. Um, but you know, Todd, we preach that too. You know, you never know when your number's going to get called, man. You you never know. You know, don't sit there and be checked out of the game because that happens, man. That happens. Guys get hurt. Guys get rolled up on. Guys need a break. Like you, if you are a two guy on the depth chart or even a three guy on the depth chart, you can never be in a position where you're saying, "Well, like, oh, I'm not going to play today." Um, I, I'm really proud of Chad. That's not an easy thing to do, uh, let alone make a play on the ball. They went right after him. He went. He trotted out there, and I, I don't know if Coach saw it over there. He might he might have said like, "Hey, that's a little that's a little young kid over there." Let's let's get after him. Um, so I'm really proud of that. Well, speaking of hitting the nail on the head too, I want to you know give you some credit here again. Another. Uh, I don't think you count these as goals, certainly, uh, for your team before the season, but a lot of things you brought up on the on the preseason uh, podcast, uh, our last one, you had mentioned, you know, you talked about the defense trying to get an identity. That seems to have started anyway. Absolutely. You wanted to get the special teams more involved in the game, and, boy, you sounded so – you're so prescient because, uh, you know, the way it ended up playing out, uh, you know, again, because the, there were four turnovers total, but two of them were on special teams. Sure were. Um you know, the first one, let's talk about that because you had uh, Hampton Trout. I was no, yep, Hampton, Hampton Trout. Trout right you on. got it. I was also going to call him Hunter. <laughs> Hampton. <laughs> Names are all over the place. Hampton Trout with that little, uh, I don't I don't know what you want to call that, what, a, a, an eight iron maybe? Yeah, a little, that's a kind little... of, It's a little, it, it, it's not a deep kick. It's not an onside kick. It's kind of an in-between, a halfway, but it, yeah. it certainly, you know, 
and also for the most part, you kicked away from Smith Charles most of the night, which was which was a plus. But then that play, so one of the up men tries to grab it and it goes right off of him, yep. turns into a fumble, and you um, guys recover. Yeah, that, that was a flop eight. You know, it's like a flopped eight iron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a called play. Uh, Coach Juicy called that. That wasn't a short kick or he didn't miss the yeah. kick. You know, we have, Right. No, it looked like yeah, it was by design. We I have that know. in our arsenal. Hampton's a kid with great foot control. He can do a lot um, with the football. He can kind of put it into spaces. Um, Coach Juicy saw some things in their return structures that, you know, he thought we could take advantage of, and um, he did. All credit for everything that we did on special teams, 100% goes to Scott. Um, you know, I, I told him, I go, hey, man, I'm giving you this job because I, I, I need to not think about it. All right? I'll think about the offense. I'll think about the defense. You have total rope. You do whatever you want to do. Um, I just need it to work. That's all I need. Right? right? Like, and um, so that, that flop kick there uh, was great, uh, and we were able to, to gain a possession that we shouldn't have had. And um, the other, the muffed, the muffed punt. Um, yeah, that was uh, Liam Regan going back to, uh, to yeah, try to field. That, that doesn't uh, happen without coverage, right? Like if we're not getting down the field and punt cover, um, even if he muffs that, right, um, they're recovering it, you know. So you got to have two or three guys down the field there, you know, and right on the ball in order to make that, that recovery a possibility. That's Coach Juice as well. Um, big field goal by Hampy. Big field goal. Right. Yeah. You know? And that was also after having a, an extra point and a field goal. Yeah. Blocked. They were jumping the A gap, which they're not allowed to do. Um, they did it twice. So, well, the officials missed it or? They missed it. Um, they were jumping the A gap. You're not allowed to take a running stump start and leap through the center gap, right? You can't leap right, yeah. over a player this year at all, okay. not even without propulsion. Used to be you can't propel yourself off of the back of a player. Mm -hmm. Now it's you can't even leap, even if you can make the leap. Kind of catching up to the NFL rules. You can't run and okay. leap. Yeah. You if you can somehow stand and like box jump a player mm -hmm. from standing, you can do that. But that's very difficult to do and probably wouldn't do you any good because you wouldn't be moving forward. So they were coming through the a gap and they were leaping it. Um, we we brought that up. Uh, we brought that up to the uh, to the officials after the second one when we saw it, and so then when we went to kick the PAT after that third touchdown, um, the white hat went in and said, "Stop doing that." Um, and then we started converting kicks. So mm. uh, that's not really Hampy's fault. Um, it's not really the line's fault. Um, you know, you can't do that for a reason. So we don't coach guys to block that because you can't do it. Well, I also think this played into the way Milton was playing in that second half as you continued to show you were not going to back down from them, uh, that you just kept matching them kind of score for score. Uh, it showed on those punts. You know, again, Regan trying to feel that that rolling punt. Then there was Isaiah Woodley who actually fielded that punt on the bounce, which he actually did without fumbling, but still. And it even went down to that final drive. You guys are up three. That final drive for Milton, they're going down there. It's fourth down there at about the seven-yard line. You're seven. So you're looking at about maybe a 24-yard field goal attempt to tie the game send it into overtime clocks running it's under a minute left you know joe Habolo and i are, are on the broadcast wondering why in the world are they not trying to kick a field goal there go for the tie yeah and then so but then it turns out 
you know, it looks like they dialed up the right play sure because McMiniman's got uh, Woodley wide open in the corner. Yep. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I mean, the one time I think McMiniman's pass, it just sort of was like a wobbling duck, and I think it got kind of Woodley spun around. <clears throat> I mean, I remember, you know, going back watching the broadcast, and I saw Justin Rocha kind of put his hands on his head yeah. like saying, I missed this totally. Thank God he didn't catch it. They got, but, you they know, got us. But, but the nerves yeah. in them, but let's, you know, bring it back to them. Maybe they were playing with some nerves there. I don't know. I mean, they, you know, they, why, you know, they, don't, they uh, dialed execute. up a great play, man. That was the same. That's the same route that Hubbard. That's the same route that Hubbard scored on, on his first touchdown, mm-hmm. right? Um, same route. And so, you know, Justin bit hard on the end, and and Woodley was out there, wide open, um, and McMenamin just missed him a little bit. Um, so, you know, maybe it's nerves. Um, you know, maybe we caught a little bit into a passing lane or something. Did something to, you know push that pass a little bit probably a lot of it's just adrenaline you know i mean these are high school kids man it's that's a big moment we know what that moment feels like that was our framingham moment man i mean chance to win the game right there in the end zone so one of the things that's great is just to you know for once to yeah the other side to get yeah, yeah to get to get the break you know is is really something that's new for us and and some of that's luck but also some of it i think is just kind of mojo man is is just kind of you know, momentum working in your favor and the gods smiling on you. You're as a playing result. hard the whole game. You know, not you know, yeah. taking anything um, for granted. So I don't know. I don't too. know why they didn't kick. Um, you know, I don't know what their kicking situation is like. High school football. We've been blessed. You know, right. to to have great kickers here. Well, they didn't um, attempt a field goal the entire nope. game. So maybe they have a kid that they're comfortable with on PATs because um, they did kick some PATs. But you know, he's not a great hash kicker. We were on a hash, you okay. know, maybe he's Because this kick wasn't much longer than, a, than no, an extra point. No, it was point. probably about seven yards longer. It's a big seven yards, though. Um, maybe they just wanted to win the game. Also possible, you know. Well, um, based on the, the play that uh, they called, it, they had certainly the opportunity was very yeah. much there for them. I mean, I think, like, when you've got a team like that that's a really super talented team and they've got high expectations for themselves that are well-deserved, they know they're going to make some noise. Um, being in the situation that they were in against us uh, is challenging. You know, it's it's we were talking about the same thing from the other side. I grabbed my coaches uh, at halftime and said, boys, we've never been here, right? We got a ranked opponent in our house at halftime and we're leading. So what we have to do is is the opposite side of that equation and say, hey, don't don't come out here and act like 22 minutes of football is enough to win this game because Coach Dembo's going, he's a great coach, man. He's going into that locker room right now, and he's reminding that team of who they are, right? And we got to be ready for them to come out barrels blazing, right, to to reclaim their their relative supremacy because they, they're supposed to win that game. Right. And, you know, we said it, they, the, pressure's on, the pressure's on them. And they thought they were on their way on that first drive to start the second half, and then you guys forced the turnover. And I think that rattled, that, that might have been the turning point where they, they felt, okay, maybe now we're we're in a game, and yeah, we're gonna. I'm have just to- really proud of our guys because you know you guys said it on the broadcast, man. Like we're not going away. You know what I mean? We're not going away. You're not like you're not breaking our back this year, man. I mean, I don't really care if you hang fifty on us. Like you're not breaking our back, right? You're not breaking our spirit. We're gonna fight you. Right. You'll find um, a way to score at least forty nine. Hopefully. 
You know, we're going to fight you on every single play, and we're not getting ahead of ourselves. But, like, that attitude and that identity, and I say it again, like, we are going to fight you on every single play. Not one guy, right? Not one player. Like, we as a family are going to stand up and fight on every single play. And, like, I posted it in, like, our players group, you know, um, offensive stat line. Like, I posted me stats. Here's the me stats. And then at the bottom it just says we stat win, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's kind of what our entire attitude is about and you see it on these individual moments man like we came over on our first we ran a a a slant to hubsy right they gained a bunch of yards got us within range to score that second touchdown maybe that third touchdown and uh you know we came over in a timeout and i said you know we've been going to jared 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 they're falling asleep on you hubsy they're falling asleep on you right now so hey we're going to give this to zach and you look over jared and he's a marquee guy he's a senior right hubsy has another year he's trying to get college recruitment you know and jared's looking at me and he's going his head's just nodding you know what i mean like those are the kinds of guys we have and our whatever our year is going to be all credit is due to those guys you know if our year is going to be great then all credit is due to those guys and that attitude for making us great. And if for whatever reason we, we have a, a, a kind of a, a poor year, that's on us as coaches because clearly we didn't do the job that we needed to do to harness the greatness that we have, you know. And so um, we see that we've got a really special group of young men, Todd. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a fun three weeks. Um, we really want to keep this thing going. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least for one week, you can say that don't you love it when a plan comes together? Because <laughs> it really, you know, everything you said before the game kind of came to fruition. It played out that way, and you guys got a very yeah, well-deserved we, win. It's funny you say that. When we were at Malden Catholic, we called ourselves the D-team, right? Our defensive staff, there were four of us, and we all had A-team identities. So the D.C. was, was uh, Colonel, Colonel Hannibal Smith, and uh, I was always B.A., you know, so um, of it's, course, it's right. nice to be. It's nice to be. It's nice to be Hannibal for once. You know, did you even do the. Oh no, do you have the? You had the mohawk then, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, once upon a time, yeah, right. man. But uh, I could. Uh, I never got to be face. You know, I always thought I was. I thought I was a pretty decent looking fellow. You know, but I never got to be face. So. Wow. <laughs> well, here's the part in the uh, in the Toddcast uh, with Coach Q that uh, we uh, tell you that uh, you know again this is two shows in a row now where we're gonna we're do our 90 second preview on the next team uh, at Framingham. I mean, again, you, you kind of uh, just alluded to that game last year. You had a chance at the end, uh, you know, down in at their five yard line to go for the winning score in the closing seconds. It came up a little short, but uh, you know. It's you know you're going to their place now. It's uh, one of those you got to you know afternoon traffic on the bus yep. and uh, and all of that. We're uh, on the road for a in. while too, so yeah, you know. three three straight games right after this one. It's a cup. You know you get into the league schedule uh, with uh, Woburn and Reading. So uh, yeah, well just for now at least let's just you know any any thoughts about Framingham. Uh, um you know, yeah uh, you know we've started just started to to look at them and break down um, and start really you know I, I'm running out of here and we'll be in planning meetings kind of. While the Pats are going on in the background, we'll be breaking our film set down and figuring out what we want to do. Um, I know they, they took a little bit of a bad beat to a, to a good Hopkinton team. Um, so, you know, we got to get on a bus and we got to get out to Bowditch and Framingham, which is a really nice field we get to play on and, and uh, take a little bit of a ride. Um, is that a turf field? Or yep, a, yep. Okay. that's where Framingham State plays. Oh, okay. Um, it's their yeah, home yeah. field. Um, 
and a bunch of my guys are Framingham State guys. Three three guys on my staff are Framingham State guys. Oh, um, so they're super excited. Uh, and Coach Siewitz, my D line coach, was Framingham's D line coach last year. Um, so there's all sorts of little connections here. Um, yeah, you know we we we're talking about it a little bit, man. Like we, <laughs> I don't really want to come back down to earth. I'd rather live in the stars, man. So um, you know we're doing that. You know we can beat anybody because we just beat anybody, right? That's anybody right there, and we just beat them. So a top twenty anybody. Yeah. So we need to we need to have that. We need to get juice and confidence from that. At the same time, um, we need to remember that a football season is no way, shape, or form one game, right? So it, it, we got to build, right? We got to take that confidence, and it's got to be you know it's got to be the coal and the engine man that's that's really pushing this thing to go forward into a great week of practice this week, framing him. Lost a tough one. They beat us last year, so I'm sure they're feeling pretty pretty good about themselves on that regard. Uh, they also watch the scoreboards like we do. So, you know, last Friday night score, probably they they got the film, you know, probably make them say, hey, this is a good football team. I know Coach Manti's a great coach in his second year there, so uh, I know he's going to have his guys uh, ready to go against us. Um, you know, just all goes back to, to controlling what it is that we can control and staying within ourselves and, and – all of us got to come together again and, and work our butts off, you know, and just keep working because um, good things happen when, when a plan comes together. Well, you know, good luck uh, against Framingham this week. We're going to wrap up uh, staying on football for a minute. You mentioned uh, you're going to be doing a lot of uh, uh, game film uh, looking at uh, during the uh, the Pats game. So any thoughts as the uh, the Patriots are uh, embarking on the 2018 season, trying to become the first Super Bowl losing team in 25 years to get back to the Super really? Bowl? Really? That's an interesting stat. Yeah, it's been, it, it has been a long time. Uh, history not on the Patriots' side uh, no. as far as uh, Super Bowl losers go, but uh, – um, what do you think? I don't know. Pin a record. I, I want a one-loss record. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to put you on the spot. Well, I don't ask you for one for your own team, so you're going to have to give me one on somebody. So it's it's the Patriots. Well, they play 16 games, right? Yes, 16. 13 and 3. Whoa, you are being uh, – Wow. So they're they're you know they're not going to miss Edelman the first four weeks. They're going to find a way once again, and and there's all the melodrama with uh, Brady Belichick and uh, you know whatever. these. These guys are, and and I've been really lucky, man. I've I've uh, uh, I'm I'm working for the International Institute of Sport and Movement as a as a side gig, um, as as their uh, director of operations, and and we've been really fortunate over the last um, year to expand and work with a ton of NFL athletes, um, and watching these guys work and getting to know these guys on a human level, which which uh, a lot of people don't really get the chance to do. Um, shows you kind of how hard they work to be good at their at their job and um you know the belichickian model is is kind of the pinnacle of that in a lot of ways um so no i mean i know there's been some melodrama and you know missing missing julian for being a bad boy and all that stuff um they're gonna find a way man i mean that that staff and uh bill and 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 tb12 there and they they will they they will get the pieces where it is that they need to be. There's never, I think, in that staff kind of a uh, they don't freak out, like ever, yeah. right? Yeah. They don't freak out and start. They don't get away from what it is that they're doing. They have a system, just like your team uh, this past. Yeah, week. well, <laughs> one, we, one one can only dream, right? But like, no, they have they have a system, yeah. 
And then they, I get, this is the argument that I get into with Scotty across the street from me all the time, right? Because he's like, what are they going to do? They don't have Edelman, you know? Like, dude, there's somebody else yeah. in that structure, man. Like, there's so much talent in the league. So all they're doing is finding guys who fit within that system, right? There's no love or allegiance in, 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 in the league, man. Like, that stuff right. doesn't exist, right? you know? So <laughs> uh, next man up. And yeah, I, thirteen and three. I mean, I, maybe I temper it to twelve and four, but I, I'll give uh, no, I, no. I'm, I'm already you've already written locked, it down. You're so locked I, I'm in. locked in at thirteen and three. Uh, what about? I mean, do you think they're getting back to the Super Bowl or even uh, dare say win it? I mean, what do you? I mean, thirteen and three is going to probably be one of the better records in the league if you're you want to stand by this, which you're already kind of not. But <laughs> no, but I mean, you just walking back a half step. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they're a Super Bowl caliber team. I mean, um, the AFC is not. It's not. You know, it's not crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd, I'd say they're a Super Bowl caliber team. I think they're definitely an AFC championship team. I think the defense um, can be better, and that's a good oh, yeah. sign. I, I mean, I think their front seven is significantly um, improved. Yeah, and if they can get um, more pressure on opposing quarterbacks, maybe their secondary doesn't have to be as good as it. Yeah, it and it's going to be interesting to see you know post Patricia life too. You know, because he was he was a big part of of that staff, and and you know even though. His defense all, wasn't always great, you know. Um, and present Patricia life's going to take place in Week Three when uh, the Patriots have to go to Detroit mm. Sunday Night Football. Too. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Fat Matt, bro. I love the guy, man. I think well, he's, the two of you kind of bear, you know, at least with yeah, the beards, you kind of have a resemblance. He's there. a lot more. He's a lot more intelligent than me. Um, he's a rocket scientist. Yeah, he's well, he's an RPI. Yeah, he's an RPI guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's well. A, you went to Harvard. Don't sell yourself. Yeah, too but I mean, I was a history major. You know, that's <laughs> a cupcake major. He was doing equations and things. Um, no, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch today, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm not as pumped up about my fantasy team as I was last year. So, uh, I had the eight pick. Whoever yeah. you had the eight, eight out of what uh, 10, 12. 12. Eight out of twelve. Yeah, I was I was picking late in all of mine. I was in, I'm in three different <sighs> leagues, and I'm I, I won last year, so they're coming for me. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Well. You know, whoever feels that great about their fantasy teams the first week of the year. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And I'm like a ride them out By kind of guy. By week two, half like, your team's going to be higher I don't anyway, make I don't make just... a million trades unless yeah. I have to, right? Like, I'm not a trade guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I draft who I draft, and I have a couple of options in my in my bench that are, I yeah. see as, like, replacement options. I don't make 40 million trades. I kind of just uh, – I got the guys that I got, and I'm trying to get after it. Is there – you want to uh, – since we're talking fantasy football for a few seconds here, uh, you want to just throw out maybe a sleeper guy that you might oh, like? Geez. Someone you like this year? How about someone on your own team who you, you maybe drafted late who you think might uh, make an um, impact? I like the the guy, Allen – I got the guy, Allen Robinson, a receiver of Chicago. Um, we're in a PPR league. Okay. Um He's a, he's he's a little bit of a sleeper guy. Um, yeah, I did a fantasy. He talk. might not be a sleeper. Yeah, but since we're in a PPR, I went this route too because okay. my one running back is uh, Kareem Hunt. Okay, for a KC who yeah. I had last year, he was my sleeper last year. But Did you go after James White, Deion Lewis. Ooh, okay, yeah. You know he's going to be a secondary back over Tennessee, but. Um, He's gonna catch a lot of passes. I would think so. Yeah, I mean, I get some you know, points. Coach Vrabel on his rookie uh, right year, at and the he's got a Patriot. There. Yeah, so I feel like maybe the Patriot connection there, an expatriate, expatriate. Maybe, yeah, yeah, he's got a, a former cornerback over there too. Sure uh, does. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> certain quarterback who did not start in Super Bowl Fifty Two. We'll see. That's my guy. I mean, I had, okay. I had a, I benched Russell Wilson this week. I got Alex Smith going instead. 
I got Alex Smith going only because my the top the top quarterback I drafted was Carson Wentz. So oh. uh, that's not. <laughs> I love him. Though, and the, now the latest report is he's going to be out several weeks. I thought it was going to be out one week. I was just <laughs> sad. I, I really wanted my boy Saquon Barkley, man. I really wanted. I really wanted Saquon. Yeah. Um, I lost him by one. Everyone pick. is really high on him. I mean, I it's a rookie. Doesn't gonna. I mean, you think he's going to make an immediate impact? I'm still a little. I know every mock draft has him in the top ten, and you know he's. Um, to be, I know he was drafted second overall. There's a lot of high expectations. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, th- I, I do. I think I think he's going to – we got a little bit of inside track information on him. So I think oh, I think okay. Saquon's going to have a good year. I mean, do I think he's going to be like an all-pro mm-hmm. as a rookie and like change the fortunes of the Giants in his first year? No. Is that guy going to be a you know seven to ten year back in the NFL with great success? Uh, mm-hmm. Most likely. Well, back to your Bears remark, too. Uh, you mentioned Allen Robinson. I think uh, – you know, I did a fantasy uh, a Todd cast a few weeks ago with uh, someone who actually runs his own fantasy football website. And uh, he had mentioned uh, Mike Nagy, uh, mm. uh, the uh, new head coach for the Bears. Uh, he's kind of excited about him yep. and, and then what he's going to do with the offense uh, there. Like Trubisky, he wasn't saying you should like make Trubisky your number one quarterback pick, but he but said maybe just do it. Well, no, he just said, you know, I think, you know, you could see some good fantasy uh, production out of uh, their offensive and skilled players. Of course, he was also he's big on Jordan Howard and uh, yeah. and Cohen, uh, their, yeah. their running back tandem. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there. I think Nagy's a great coach, man, and, and I'd like to see Chicago kind of back in the – in the mix, man. Well, I, I think mean, they're the Sunday night game to open up here. Yeah, uh, aren't they? Week one. I think they're, uh, yeah, they're at Green Bay, I believe. Oof. That's the. Uh, I'd like to see them back in the mix. I mean, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. So, I have him in one of my other leagues too. As my, yeah, that's I almost he got slipped. It. I was gonna. He well, slipped he kept, too. He, he kind of kept. Well, no one was drafting quarterbacks, and he was like left on the board in like yeah. the third or fourth round. And I said, you know, I know it's a deep quarterback draft, but. I'm gonna take Aaron Rodgers. I know, man. Why I don't think I don't think like, I don't think that's ever a bad move to get no. out there and take Aaron Rodgers. So probably I'm not. I'm all right with it. All right. Well, I know we've definitely gone uh, well into overtime here, Coach. <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, use this time to uh, make one last little fix here, hopefully, and wrap up. Uh, again, just a reminder: these are interactive uh, shows. So uh, if you're out there on Twitter, log on, use the hashtag Qs for Q, Q S F O R Q, Qs for Q, and uh, if you post anything out there, I mean, I, I check it every week. So we'll uh, make sure uh, your question uh, to the coach. Uh, gets uh, gets heard, read, and answered uh, for sure. Uh, we also want to remind you that uh, all of our podcasts with Coach Q can be found online at belmontmedia.org slash podcast, also on soundcloud.com by searching Belmont Media. You can listen at your convenience by downloading the free SoundCloud app available on both iTunes and Google Play stores. Links to our weekly interviews here with Coach Q are posted on both Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at TOSDBMC, and you can become a Facebook fan by searching Time Out for Sports Talk. So until next week, for Coach Q, I'm Todd Bloniar saying, Go Marauders! Let's make it two in a row. Go Marauders! Thank you for checking out the TOSD Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. <laughs>